Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 109. Got a really good show lined up for you today. We're going to spend some time talking about base running. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to Save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support Everything Fast Pitch at the same time. Now let's talk about patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you're in a position to become a patron, if you can help support us financially, Coach Don and I really do appreciate it. We are very fortunate. We've got a good group of patrons that are supporting us now. They are the people that are keeping the wheels spinning and keeping us moving forward. But if you're in a position where you can become a patron, we would love for you to do so. Again, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch and it's all explained to you there. So Don. Base running. It's important. Yeah. Now, common sense tells us the fastest way to get to point A from point B is a straight line. Sure. Now, that old golden rule of straight line is good does apply in certain parts of the game of softball, but it doesn't apply universally. And we wanted to talk about that just a little bit. So first off, when we're running home to first with the idea of just beating out a ball in the infield. You know, hit a ground ball to the shortstop, and we're trying to beat it out. That situation, a straight line is good. Sure. Any any variation to that, any wasted uh, energy, any time getting offline is going to slow us down. So in that situation, getting there as fast as we can, straight line is exactly the strategy we should employ. If I'm a base runner, and I get to first base, and I'm stealing second, if I'm stealing second, straight line is a perfect strategy. I want to get there as Still fast makes as I sense. can. Yeah. Right? So in those situations, the idea of uh, point A to point B, straight line, fastest way to get there is uh, logical and does apply to the game of fast pitch softball. Where it gets a little bit more complicated, though, is when we're running the bases and we are trying to get an extra base, trying to get from uh, first to third or home to second or or whatever it might be. But now, here's the thing that I wanted to talk about. In one way, when we do the things that we do to try to get two bases, we are trying to straighten out the lines a little bit, but we're straightening out the lines a little bit by adding some bends and adding some twists and adding some angles to what we're doing to try to make the movement and to make that trip as efficient as we possibly can. No, I know exactly what you're saying, and as you're describing it, I'm thinking about running the bases myself and, and having that feel, and ideally, we want to still make it as efficient as possible. There are going to be bends, just like you said, and um, to me, I would prefer for as much of the bend to be in the, the first half, so that the second half can be a little bit more direct. If we make the, the bend on the, the second half of it, meaning if I'm running to first base, if I make the bend before I get to first, then I can really do a better job judging whether or not I'm really going to make it um, to second base or if I need to hold up. Right. And, you know, I know we're going to listen to our base coaches and we're going we're gonna to take their suggestion, but if I'm doing it a lot on my own and in my own head, I'm going to have a lot better chance 
to decide my chance if that bend is before um, the second half of that run. Right. Well, so basically what uh, we want to talk about is, let's say I'm at the plate and I hit a ball that's in the gap. I'm thinking, or it looks like it's headed in the gap. Not just a single. So I'm thinking more than a single. So the technique that I want to employ is I'm going to kind of round out that straight line. So if I was trying to go home to first as fast as I could, I would run a straight line, direct sprint all the way through first base, overrun first base, and then come back. Well, now I'm thinking about trying to get to second. So I'm going to create a bend in my run. As you said, Don, earlier the better. But I'm going to kind of bow out into foul territory to kind of round off that corner. So instead of it being a 90-degree corner, now it's more of like a, a lip that's kind of got a, a bow like a, in it. Is it a protractor? Yeah, a little, like yeah. a little banana kind of look to it. And the idea then is that it allows me to create an angle that as I approach first base, I'm running more directly towards second base. And so once I get to that point of, I've bowed out, I've rounded out, I've gotten out into foul territory far enough that I can see what's happening in front of me and then be in a position to accelerate through the base and go to second. Now, I've kind of straightened that 90 degree out and made it a little bit flatter, made it a little bit less of an abrupt turn and much more of a kind of a smoother, more rounded approach. And and that's in an effort to maintain maximum speed, right? Right. So otherwise, we would just be out around where second base is playing. Right. Well, and, and typically when we're running as fast as we can, if we try to change direction, there's going to have to be some sort of bowing out. There's going to have to be some sort of bend in our run because if I'm running in a straight line as fast as I can and I try to turn left, if I keep running as fast as I can, I can't just instantly turn left. I'm going to have to have some sort of a area where momentum carries my body and carries me away from that straight line from first to second. So if we can put that bend in, can put that arc in before we decide and commit to actually going to the next base, it's going to make that movement much more efficient and allow us to accelerate better through the bases. And we see it all the time, and I think the best place for players to see this being done really well is if you watch Major League Baseball players, typically... Like when they're scoring from second on a base hit, it's almost like they're still accelerating all the way through third base as they head home. There's no stutter steps. There's no little choppy steps as they try to time it out. There's no running in a straight line and then going almost to the you know to the grandstand and then you know carrying themselves into home plate. But whoever you use in as an example, this idea of trying to take that ninety degree turn and make it less abrupt less extreme is going to be a great way for us to kind of see that we can be a little bit more efficient and a little bit faster around the bases. And I think the reason why we're talking about it, Tori, is we've all seen it. We've seen young runners run to first base, kind of have a little pause, and then they take off to second base. And that's completely different. And then they're out by half a step at second. And we're like, boy, if we would have just stayed at maximum speed until we decided whether we could or couldn't make second, we'd have had a much better chance of being safe at second base. Yeah, and and especially when kids are younger players, I think it's important that we start to try to teach these skills and emphasize these skills. Had a girl that played for us that uh, was as fast a player as I've ever seen. I mean, just, you know, can run like a deer. But started off being one of the most unorthodox, maybe you know, for lack of a better way to say it, one of the worst base runners for understanding this idea 
um, that, that I've seen. From home to first, if she was trying to beat out a ball in the infield, it was like a thing of beauty. If she was stealing a base, it was a thing of beauty. But as soon as it was a double or a first to third or scoring from second, it was a train wreck waiting with, to happen. With no hesitation, yeah. we'd be okay. Yeah. And, and it was to the point when I would coach third base, I was just praying that the other team wasn't really paying attention because the chances of her missing third base were increased <laughs> drastically because she would be running straight towards third. There was no bend. There was no bow. There was no flattening of the curve. It was just you know straight lines, you know, hit the bag, turn left. And so then... You know, she'd be running. I'd be signaling for her to go home. She'd be trying to figure out how to put on the brakes, how to turn left, how to do all that stuff, and consistently would be doing so many crazy little stutter steps and things like that as she approached third base that about half the time she would miss the base completely. No doubt. Fortunately, nobody ever saw it, but I'd be sitting over there thinking, oh, I hope they're not paying attention because I I saw it. That was a half Um, a step off. The reason that we want to start to emphasize this, especially with younger players, but with all base runners, that they have to practice these skills. You know, sometimes I think we have to put some cones out. We have to put some things out to kind of give them an idea of the places that we're talking about, the angles that we're working from, uh, having an idea of exactly where they need to be so that they can continue to accelerate and feel like they're really standing on the gas as they go through a base heading to the next one instead of this feeling of slowing down, changing my path, changing my footwork, you know, stutter stepping, all those different things that we know are inefficient and are going to slow them down. Well, how do you feel about this too, Tori, that if a ball gets through the infield, we should be at maximum speed rounding first base, just like we're going to take two before we actually know if we're going to or not. Right. Yeah. When, and what you said earlier down about, you know, if I see the ball through the infield and I'm thinking I might have a chance to get a second, you know, get an extra base, that if I put that arc in early, as I'm approaching first base, I can be running with my head up and accelerating and going through the base like I intend to go to second. If as I come through the base and I'm accelerating, I look up and I see that the left fielder's lobbing it into second and I'd be out by 20 feet, well, sure. then I can you know put on the brakes and come on back. But the idea of uh, being in a position where I am accelerating as long as possible, going full speed as long as possible, is going to open more doors for me to put more pressure on the pressure, defense yeah. and to take advantage of the smallest of opportunities. If I run straight to first and then I stop, and then I just kind of take a couple steps off like I'm you know, sort of halfway thinking about maybe I could have gone to second, and then something happens, now i got to go from zero to 100% again, that takes a long time to get going, and it's very inefficient. Chances are I've set myself up to get thrown out on that bobble instead of getting the next base versus accelerating through, seeing what's going on, you know, stopping and returning once I've made up my mind that that's the best choice is way different than start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, which is what most base runners do. You can't get those few steps in between home and first back if they're kind of just cruising or, or jogging steps, you know, oh, it's just going to be a single. If you're busting it and going, I mean, you can't get those steps back. Right. And, and just think about it from the flip side. If you're on defense and you're playing against a team that's got those kids that really do run the base as well, that puts a ton of pressure on oh, you. Yeah. Your, your team's about a million percent more likely to screw something up on those days versus the teams that you're playing that you know are one, you know, one base at a time, one base at a time. They're not going to do anything at all to put pressure on you. I mean, that's like a day off. Sure. So, Don, you ever watch NASCAR? I love it. It's yeah. Uh, exciting. Yeah. Well, um, one of the things that we notice, and, and I use uh, the NASCAR analogy a lot talking about softball because 
one of the things that uh, I, I don't think kids understand is the guy who wins the race is the one who's willing to live on the edge. Stay on the pedal. Stay on the pedal to keep that momentum built up. And I, I think the same kind of applies here, being able to keep those curves in our base running, keeping that momentum up, that keeping sense, the pedal yeah. to the metal, I think is, is a good analogy for helping kids understand that uh, that's a place to be where they can really put a lot of pressure on it and be in a position to take advantage of every opportunity. You know, and to me, best base runners are not necessarily always the fastest kids. You know, if I'm in the middle of the pack, but I'm going full speed all the way until I make my decision about whether I should go or come back, if I'm right on that edge of crashing and burning once in a while because I'm thinking about how to put as much pressure on the defense as possible. That's uh, when we're doing a good job, right? Think about you know some of the players that you've played against. It's those players that don't necessarily always come through, but always make you think about what they could do. You know Whether they're hitters or base runners or whatever it is, they just have that air about them. Like every time they take a lead off, you think they're going whether they are or not. To the point where they almost look like they're at the edge of a cliff yeah, and they're having yeah. to stop. Yeah, the they, last they, they hit that yeah. ball that's kind of in the gap in the outfield and you're the left fielder and you know, if I don't bust it and get over there fast and she, get that ball in fast, she's taking another base on me. All of a sudden, because I'm trying so hard to get there so quickly, there's a lot of things that I could do that could mishandle, you know, yep. make it harder. The whole idea of living on the edge, I think, is a, is a great way to think about base running. But we have to instill this idea. We have to really practice it a lot. And we got to get our kids on board with the idea that who do you want to be? Do you want to be the rabbit that puts a lot of pressure on the defense? Or do you want to be the tortoise that's slow but steady but doesn't put any pressure on them at all? No, and Tori, I think back to how many uh, you know out-by-half-a-step scenarios that I've seen that could have very easily been safe by half a step. Yep. And, and the thing that's so shocking to me is that as I watch this game being played now, I don't see very many teams that are really good base running teams. I see an awful lot of teams that it almost is like the coaches are afraid to run the bases because they're afraid somebody could get hurt. They're afraid that somebody's going to get tired. They're afraid that somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. They're afraid that somebody's going to figure out that they're not as fast as somebody else, whatever it is. And so rather than you know, emphasize something that could be a huge part of the game and a huge part of our team being more successful. It just slides by the wayside, and we just kind of think of it as an afterthought. And uh, base running should not be an afterthought. It should be right up there in your toolbox of tools that you want to see getting used at the ballpark every single time you show up. And when you see a group that can do this, it's incredibly impressive, yeah. right? You can see kids that may not be the quickest kids around, but they're creating chaos just by being very... Uh, anticipating and, and intuitive to, to what the defense is going to be doing and when throws are made and, you know, when to, you know, push the limit and, and get that extra base. It's exciting. Yeah. So base running coaches, we got to emphasize it more. We got to do a better job of it. We've got to teach the kids how to use those angles, use those, that preparation to accelerate through the base is such an important tool that we got to make sure that we're laying it out for them and letting them see how valuable it can be. That's going to wrap up number 109. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, please make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I are always looking for ideas. If you have suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. (laughs) 